Hello and welcome back to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am Yel Teagle. That is Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Wow, it's been a hot second. It has. Welcome back, everyone. This is season 25, episode one. Season 25, episode one. It's the season premiere. Uh, Tunnel Blind is the name of this episode. Before we jump in, um, and before we even explain where we've been, let's start with a hotline for anyone who needs it. If you are in trouble and need someone to talk to, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673, 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, what does 4673 spell? It spells hope. It does spell hope. Rain provides hope. Um, so please reach out to them if you need help. They also have a chat line online, R-A-I-N-N, um, and it's anonymous. Okay, now, <laughs> that's out of the way. If you've never watched the Law & Order S Review podcast or listened to us, thank you to everyone listening, um, then this is your content warning. I guarantee, <laughs> listen... <laughs> This show, this episode, some stuff happens, some serious things, and I guarantee I say something offensive. Um, yep, that's what I guarantee. So consider this your content warning. Sometimes we take things that are dark and make light of them, and in no way are we uh, making light of serious things. We are just trying to process, and sometimes it comes out as really inappropriate jokes. Also, this show gets a little bit wacky and fun. Like, you know they're doing some of this on purpose, okay? It's just <laughs> us reading into it and making jokes. They're making jokes too, all right? It's not just us. Okay. Um, here is the quick cap for season 25. Actually, before we even, before we get to that, before we get to this episode, Taylor, I've missed you so much. Fans, listeners, viewers, I've missed you all so much. Um, I know that we are on right now at a special date and time, uh, and we still have people live with us. Alexa and Taylor, thank you. Another Taylor, not you. Um, thank you for joining us live. There can only be one Taylor Strickland. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. More than Mary. More than Taylor. Taylor, take over. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Strickland, you're you're my new co-host. This Taylor, you're out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for joining us on our new special time for this episode. We will be back to Sundays at our normal time uh, this next week. That said, I'm already going to warn you all that February 4th, we're not going to be here if there's an episode because I'll be at the Saturn Awards, so we're going to have to reschedule. Um, that said, also, sorry that we disappeared <laughs> last year, halfway through, even though the world was on strike and and we were just doing old episodes. We planned to do Nikki's Huangathon and uh, <laughs> didn't. Sorry about that. My bad. There's going to be more hiatuses. We're always we're going to have the Huangathon. Don't you worry. Eventually. <laughs> That's true. I have notes. Yeah. People, people sub submitted ideas. I have it all noted. We will do a Huangathon. <laughs> Hashtag show me your Wong. Show me your wong. Get pegged. Get Show pegged. me your wong. All right. Season 25, episode one, Tunnel Blind. I'm so happy to be back. Um, here's the quick cap. As the squad celebrates the birth of Rollins and Creasy's child, another child goes missing in broad daylight. Taylor. <laughs> general thoughts. Not specifics. General thoughts. I mean, I had fun. We had some wacky little moments. 
underage sex dolls. Like it's giving Megan a little bit. Um, the small production that used them for props was incredible. I loved that so much. Um, I don't know. It was a nice way to kick it off. I was surprised it was a little bit like subtle. Like this is 25 years. They had a huge celebration for that. And this episode didn't really feel like a premiere nor a premiere of 25 years on air. It was kind of just like another episode, but it was like a fun episode. So I wasn't super mad about it. Interesting. Um, I felt there were parts where I was like, what a disappointing, like slow burn, boring episode. And then sex dolls. And I went, yes, let's go there. (laughs) Um, But then here are some things. Uh, What the F with the narration and the video. It was like, okay, we're paying tribute to the fact she's been on this for 25 years, but it was just a random, almost commercial-esque thing at the beginning. I didn't hate it because I'm like, oh yeah, it's great. Like, let's celebrate her. But also very random. <laughs> That's the thing is I, it was the beginning and the end. And it, who was she talking to? <laughs> and about what was the topic? How did we get here? Like, if you're going to have a show that has for 25 years, never, never had a narration, then I assumed she was giving a speech. I assumed it was a TED talk or her reflecting who was she talking to and how did we get there? Um, and the montage to me didn't feel like it tied into the episode at all. I agree. It was a little bit out of place. It I was from a past because we're celebrating 25, but strange choice. I, like, I don't mind. I don't mind a montage. And I do agree. It's 25 seasons. We 100% should be celebrating. I think that, you know, literally the part where she says (laughs) to Carisi, like, I've never seen anything like this. And he's like, this is my first time too. I was like, first of all, correct. This is the first time we've had something like this. And second of all, um, that would have been a time to like montage all the crazy shit that's happened for 25 years. I also am just like, do we need another baptism? Because I literally thought that this was a flashback to Noah's baptism until I was like, oh, wait, no, this is a new different scene. <laughs> okay. Didn't we have last Rollins baby? Didn't that one also have a baptism? You've no. been to this church 8,000 times. <laughs> Great. Um, They're all the same. Baptisms are all the same. Unless someone is dying in the church, I don't need to see it. Like, I'm glad, but it doesn't make, it makes more sense to me to have it be, like, Olivia's, like, 25 years, I guess it'd be, like, 30, because she was working there before the show started, a little bit. Like, a party to celebrate that. A birthday party, even. Amanda in Carisi's baby's baptism, I don't care. Like, I care, I guess, but, like, I don't need to that. I would have rather seen something else that had to do more with we're celebrating Olivia's accomplishments. You know what I mean? Totally. I look, you may care a little bit. I very much didn't. First of all, baby. And second of all, church. Like (laughs) this was not for me. Also, Ralisi, listen, I want to state a fact and it's going to sound like I'm being judgy, but I'm not. Um, This is not a judgment, but this is her. This is Rollins third child from a third daddy. And while that's fine, where are the other kids' fathers? Like, I understand that Declan Murphy didn't want to be involved in her life, but 
um, these kids are now at this event. And from what I understand, there's a family event, right? Like Carisi's cousin Stevie was there. So why wouldn't the other baby daddies be there? I don't care about <laughs> personally if you're gonna give her three baby daddies i'm gonna say here's my here's my controversial yet brave opinion Ah. so doesn't need more men okay it just doesn't um i mean we should say this to news but there was announcement of someone else coming on board it's another man big shocker we got rid of muncie we got rid of cat i don't know where churlish is like, I don't want to see more men on here. And it's also crazy. Listen, I love Amanda. I love Rollins. I'm glad that she's on my screen still. But the fact that we had this dramatic send-off for her like a year ago, and now she's just around all the time, is insane. And I feel like the network or the showrunners, I don't know, whoever's making the decisions, realized the blowback and realized that was a bad choice and is now trying to backtrack by having her be in all of these episodes doing all these things and like i'm glad but also why didn't you guys think of this before you set her off now it just feels weird (laughs) um alexa in the chat says i didn't find the release interesting at all as much as i do like amanda absolutely she totally agrees with you i agree as well um yes i I hear what you're saying that we don't need more men i totally agree with you but i'm going to just ask a question look my parents are first couple still together father to all the children so my question is Carisi is now raising two other people's children, which is wonderful. But why are they not also in these children's lives? Because they're deadbeat dads. I think Dr. Al was not supposed to be a deadbeat. Um, He was just supposed to be a douchebag. Um, Yeah, where are the other baby daddies? Thank you, Strickland. I don't care. Leave them out of there. Listen, I just want to see Declan Murphy go head-to-head with Dr. Al. And he hit Carisi in the Super Bowl episode. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. I would love to see him smack him again. Get him again for me. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Whatever. Okay. That's it. Oh, before we wrap that whole storyline up, let's talk about Cousin Stevie hitting on Benson. Um, Here's why. Because... She straight up says, throw your heart into a wood chipper. Beautiful. Nicely said. I want that on t-shirt. Um, but then he like, is like, I give up, walks away, then comes back and is like, what's with your, what's with the compass? I'm sorry, sir. Do you think that's how you get women? This I was like, we're setting him up to be completely like hated as opposed to, oh man, this guy was shooting a shot, but we know better. It came off as like, what a douchebag. While we're pointing to EO, that's where the compass is pointing, my friends. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> you wanted to talk about it? That's all I wanted to say. You're right. I know where it's headed. I know what it is. Um, we all know what it is. <sighs> okay. Um, I love winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll come back to ships later. Because I have a new ship. Um, God. <laughs> so scared about what that couldn't tell. Anyway. Anyway. Um, okay, so Noah's in the car. I look, I you know what? I've said this before, I'll say it again. Um, Ryan Bugle, who plays our new Noah or Noah Benson 
Porter Benson. Um, my favorite of the Noahs. He's entertaining. I like this kid. He can stay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this whole part where she's driving, did you think she had a migraine and was about to have a car accident? Yeah. I was like, she's crashing into something. What was, was actually going on, though? I still don't quite understand. Like, she's distracted, all this stuff, but they did it real dramatic for I don't know why. It was so weird. I was like, oh, she's having a migraine or a stroke or she was drugged. One of these things is occurring and an accident's about to happen. Nope. <laughs> no. No. She, no, she's staring at some girl. Um. I have to say this. This episode was directed by uh, our our beloved friend, Roberto Barba. Um, I am a big fan of his work, a big fan of him as a human being. This was a weird, this was this episode was full of weird choices. Yeah, I agree. I, right? Like there was definitely a point with the like family, the Flynn's. Yeah, the Flynn family where I, it was like a jarring cut. And I was like, if I notice that, that's as a viewer, if I notice a cut, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, I agree. It was a little strange. Yeah, because usually his stuff really works for me. And I, I mean, I do appreciate that you're breaking out of the sort of procedural directing mold, which is very straightforward, sort of dry. Like, I like it when he tries more artsy, interesting things. I don't know that this one worked for me, but <laughs> I respect it. I'd rather you take a risk and it not pay off than have to be the same bland thing every time, you know? I agree, um, and yet didn't say it so kindly. <laughs> Fine. It's allowed to not work. Barbara, we love you for trying, okay? Keep doing that. You're, like, batting very well in average. This one was just not a win for us. It was not a home run, and that's okay. Um, yeah, because we see the girl in the van. <laughs> what is a girl doing, a young girl doing in the front seat of a delivery van? Let me tell you, it's her father's van. Uh, she, it's her neighbor's van and she's getting a ride to school. Um, she has a, a part-time job. <laughs> she's doing a, a ride along for school project. There are so many reasons. Yeah. I never would have noticed that as a thing. I was like, okay. A girl who's not in distress. Right. In the okay. van. Yeah. I did not think anything of it either. Like, also, oh, right. she's 15. You know how many 18 year olds look 15? Yeah. Maybe she's a brand ambassador. Maybe she's an influencer. There are so many reasons. Right, actually. That would have made it so much funnier. I would have loved that. There are just so many reasons why a young girl would be in the front seat of a delivery van. Right. I was like, it's, it doesn't seem that deep to me, but that's um, view detective, you know? <laughs> I feel like I am. I've been with these people so long, but I'm not credited for that. Um. Also, I'm just poking holes in the mystery. I think what's really fun is we still don't know. We don't know anything. This episode doesn't resolve. No. So here are all the holes that I've poked in the story. Uh, they came from SF to New York, thinking it'd be safer. safer. I laughed out loud. I was like, what? I rewound because I was like, I must have misheard. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, they have no friends in New York, yet she's on a soccer team. So mm. she obviously has like friends. 
well, maybe they don't like her. Okay, fine. She has teammates. Sure. Um, no, because the parents can be like, we just got here. We don't know anyone. We don't know anyone. Okay, so obviously it's someone from San Francisco who's trying to like bring her back. Mm. Why did that thought not cross a single person's mind? Um, I have a hole. Go on. Okay. Um, okay, so the bracelet thing, right? <laughs> I love that we have the bracelet thing because obviously if you know your lore, you know that the Terrace of Eras tour sort of brought those back into like real popularity. And if you know even more lore, you know that Mershka Hargitay and Taylor Swift are besties. They named their cat after each other. Taylor Swift has a cat named Olivia Benson. Mershka Hargitay now has a cat named Karma from the song. We love that. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Lisa, I'm learning so much. Yes. I know all of my lore. Um, Taylor and, and Olivia Benson lore. So I do love that we have the bracelet. However, like clearly this takes place in a world where like there's pop culture. They do pop cultural references. So when they're like, oh my God, there's a there's a beaded bracelet, like that can't be a coincidence. Everybody has beaded bracelets now. Every 15-year-old girl is gonna have a beaded bracelet on. Like they're acting like this is crazy. I mean, the fact that it says Maddie, I guess, is like, yes. But they didn't word it like that. They're like, it's a beaded bracelet. <laughs> yeah, it. Every girl on the soccer team has a beaded bracelet too. I guarantee it. Um, so that was funny to me. Um, like, you guys are so in touch in some ways and so out of touch in others, you know? You know, I first of all, thank you for bringing all of that to our attention. I love that. I miss that completely. Happy to. Uh, and second, this is why we need a Muncie or a cat. Cat would have known this for sure. But a Muncie, maybe because she's young. Oh, she um, would have because she was like the pretending to be the Instagram influencer in that one episode. Oh, she was so the good. Fan of the influencer, she for sure would have known that. That was the first time I liked her. Maybe the last time I liked her too. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about everyone gaslighting Benson. For, well, before that, Benson being like, I should have known. Should have like, known what? Yeah, right. Like, you would have pulled this person over, and then if you were wrong, it would have been like, why are you just pulling people over for no reason? With your son in the car? Right. Like, okay. Um, And then everyone gaslights her being like, mm, are you sure you saw that? Yeah. So weird. I'm it's sorry. So first of all. It didn't really have to do with the rest that she saw her in the car, you know? she She's your captain, mm-hmm. and also three men gaslighting. Yeah. What year is this? This is season yeah. 25. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, oh, you were right. Yeah, no shit. You <laughs> right? Like, he knows how to look out for stuff and remember details by now. Get a grip. <laughs> um, I do appreciate that. I think it was uh, Bruno points out that like, well, Bruno and Velasco are like, it's stealing, a, a kidnapping a girl in a such a distinctive truck. So stupid. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. This guy seems really stupid. Yeah. Um, uh, then the van is found and the bracelet is tucked in, which reminds me of the girl who tucked it. I'm going to let the fans pull up this episode because I didn't have a chance to look it up. The girl who put, um, puts her headphones into the back seat. It's the one with yeah. the doctor. I think that's really smart. Or when they try to leave DNA or something. Yes. Like, I always love that little detail. Yeah. Um. I loved it. Uh, then, <laughs> okay. So 
They want a DNA test all of the employees of the energy drink company and two don't. And Finn says the thing that <laughs> this reminds you that we're watching Copaganda um, is who would say no to a DNA test? Somebody guilty? One that doesn't trust the system? Friends? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love Finn. Yeah. It's always so fun. And then you get reminded like, oh, this is like harmful sometimes. That's a real bummer. That really puts a little bit of a damper on things. <laughs> Especially when um, you got rid of all your people of color as well. Not just your women, all your people of color. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so we have the scene with Velasco and Finn and the dad. First of all, this father... <sighs> I've gotten into a lot of discussions recently about why uh, so many millennial uh, women stay <laughs> unmarried without children. And this father <laughs> is like the prime example. <laughs> yep. He is <laughs> the worst. Yeah. He like didn't care that his daughter wandered off, didn't notice, was like, ah, I'm sure she's fine. Who was like, why would we call the police? You know, I'm I'm busy watching the, the sports. I don't give a what's happening. And then he's like, with the police, like, I don't understand why we're all freaking out. And then at some point he goes, You think this is sexual? <laughs> Where have you been, yeah. dude? I was suspicious as a hell of this guy. And then of the and dad? Then, yeah. I was like, you're acting so weird about this. Like, I don't trust you. He just seemed really stupid. He is the dad who I guarantee when this girl, when Maddie was a baby, he didn't change a diaper once. No, not at all. He didn't get up once. No. Um, I guarantee he has no idea what grade she's in. No. Her teacher's <laughs> name, her birthday, we couldn't tell you. Her, her, he can't tell you if she has friends. He no. barely remembered she was in soccer. Um, yeah. When the question was, uh, maybe there's a coach or pervy dad that shows up to all the games. First of all, <laughs> a father who shows up to all the games does not equal pervy dad. Equal right, supportive like, father. That's just like a good father. <laughs> maybe this man doesn't know that, but... <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then when he's like, oh, there was an older guy and the mom's complaint because you didn't notice that some creep is watching your daughter. Yeah. I loved that character. Oh, she's my God. She's really good at soccer. <laughs> okay. Um, Gordon Franks, you liked that character? This, the guy who was obsessed with the soccer games. I thought it was funny. Like, so, like, I mean, he's a bad guy, but... The way he just kept harping on the fact that he just liked to watch soccer. It was so <laughs> Um, He had a jerk-off shed. Yeah. He sure did. He sure did. He's just really, uh, really good at soccer. All right. Let's give some shout-outs right here, because why the fuck not? Um, all right. Uh, um, Eileen was played by Leslie Frey, um, this shitty father, Peter was played by um, Zach Robidas. Um, Cousin Stevie. Oh, Cousin Stevie. Um, we got to talk about this one. This actor is Hamish Allen Headley. Um, for those who may have noticed, he was in two episodes last season. And not just like early season. He was in episode 21 and 22. 
He was in two episodes as a different character at the end of the season. Get your bag. Good for you, sir. Um, <clears throat> there are no actors in New York. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Not any more than this guy. Um, he was also on an episode of Leverage Redemption, apparently. I think that there have been enough Leverage Redemption and SVU um, cross of, of casting in the past couple seasons that I'm pretty sure they're using the same casting. Probably. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this leads us to the most exciting twist of the episode. The sex dolls. First of all, I need it pointed out, and this is like fact that you all need to know this. Um, doll props are so much cheaper than sex dolls. Yeah. Sex dolls are so expensive, especially anatomically correct ones. Mm-hmm. This movie... Their prop department obviously did not do research and wanted to just buy a bunch of sex dolls. All right. Do you think that cafeteria carnage is going to have people who are doing a lot of research? You're real right now. You're so real right now. <laughs> they spent $3,500 per sex doll. Right. But they are not, there's just no way they're Googling anything. I'm just thinking of their budget. Well, they blew it clearly, but thank God we still made a masterpiece with what we spent. <laughs> Straight to video. Yeah. Well, they're going to Oscar nominations? Snub. Snub. <laughs> uh, uh, so funny. Uh, Deanna in the chat says that it's, it's an asylum movie. I don't know what that means. Explain, Deanna. Now we're yeah. here. Go on. Tell us more. I don't do horror, so I don't know what this means. Um, meanwhile, let's talk about these sex dolls. <laughs> okay, so the whole idea was somebody, uh, the, or at least SVU is thinking, oh, it's a, sorry, Deanna says, bad movie studio. Thank you. Look it up. <laughs> Thank you. I thought you were, like a Blumhouse, is that what you mean? It's like Blumhouse. I was like, does it take place in asylum? I thought it was just about like cannibalism. <laughs> oh, they um, make bad bootlegs. Oh, incredible. Well, we're learning so much today. <laughs> um, okay, so <clears throat> I believe the SVU detectives were thinking <laughs> that somebody saw a picture of Maddie and then turned it into a sex doll. And that then many people saw the picture of Maddie and wanted the sex doll. From my assumption, I guess from understanding how like modeling works, is somebody saw a picture of her and went, that's the look, and then just produced a bunch of sex dolls without ever knowing even a name or anything about her. They just saw the picture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a little convoluted. Um, but then the idea that we get to Hal, who uh, had the sex doll and then saw that there was a girl who looked like that and wanted the girl, that I understand. Like, that escalation makes sense, especially yeah. after 25 seasons of SVU. I totally understand that thing. 100%. Yeah. Um, but 
The idea that they then confiscated all the birthday girl dolls from Golden Rabbit Importers, the return of the rabbits, everybody. So true. Um, they confiscated all those dolls. That didn't make sense to me. Those haven't been shipped yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and I'm going to throw this out there, and I don't want to be mean to blondes, but the girl, I'm also... I don't want to be mean to this actress. She needs, deserves a, a credit. Uh, the girl who plays Maddie is um, Allison Elaine. She did a great job. But the doll and her are both just average white blondes with blue eyes. Yeah. It wasn't like she had a distinctive scar or a streak of blue in her hair or anything where I looked at that doll and went, oh, my God, that's clearly her. I agree. I agree. And and maybe it's because I have trouble telling blondes apart, but well, I <laughs> it was it could have been any blonde girl. It could have been Alex Cabot. It could have. It could have. Um, or it could have been Rollins. Yeah. Cause also, now this is no offense to the sex doll manufacturers, but the faces are the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to make a really bad comparison. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. This is the show for it. Well, like, you know, American Girl Dolls use like, very similar molds for the yes. faces. Because I just watched a video about American Girl Dolls. And I was like, yeah, it's like pretty much like that. Like, it's not super distinct by any means. Did you ever watch the original She-Ra? No. Have you ever seen pictures of the original She-Ra compared to the new one? I don't know. All right. So the original Shira, for those who don't know, have it's like an outline of a, a woman, and then they just glue on different hair and color. <laughs> like the outfit yeah. changes color, and that's how you have different characters. Whereas yeah. the remake, which is really fantastic, has different body types and uh designs and everything. Um anyway, the point being just this was a carbon copy, they just changed the color and and the um, clothing. Give her a mold. You know what I mean? Like, give her yeah, something specific. I agree. I agree. Um, the, the bracelet is essentially the only thing that labels her as Maddie. And even then, <laughs> there are so many Maddies with those bracelets, I promise. <laughs> um, but also, okay, now I. <laughs> Moving away from the story, I have something I really want to talk to you about, and I would love your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, friends, this is where we get content warnings. <laughs> so these are anatomically correct underage sex dolls. The idea for them being for people who want to have sex with children. Mm -hmm. There was an episode a while back where they were using um, adults to make porn and then de-aging them on like the computer so that it looked like kitty porn but it wasn't this reminds me a lot of that and mm -hmm. i i putting aside the escalation aspect of it where they then go after the real person it's an interesting uh idea in that it makes it safer for people who have these urges to not hurt somebody right yeah I think it's really complex, like ethically, morally, legally. Like what can be evidence for that? You know what I mean? 
Like, and there's also episodes of people admitting that they are pedophiles, but like not acting on it too, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting question, and I kind of wish we would have dove deeper into that in this episode because it was a little bit skimmed over. But I think it's a, I think it's an interesting thing to explore for sure. Because no one's disagreeing that it's gross. Um, yeah. and, and I try not to kink shame, but I'm all about consent. So, you know, this is a, a weird gray area where no children are being hurt and it's a doll. Also, when they were taking the dolls, they're like, we're going to find your DNA. In it. So gross. Yeah. yeah. But it is, but is it normalizing like these urges and like making them socially acceptable in a way too? It's like, I don't know, you know? Is it finding a, a safe outlet for right these urges? I don't know. Interesting question. question. Yeah. Well, see, that's I almost wish the episode would have gone that direct, found Maddie yeah. and then dealt with this, but <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Um there's also the part where the dad asks if the if Maddie's alive and Ben's is like, yes. And he's like, How would you know? And I was like, ooh. You don't want to know. Yeah, it's a good question. Hmm, I just have a really strong feeling. <laughs> they took her for a reason. She's more yeah. valuable alive. Yeah. He, like, it surprises me that he's not realizing what's happening. It's a tool we've established. Yeah, you're right. All right. Um my notes so then she goes to Rollins and my notes is why was there a school bell right you're in full college why was there a school bell okay <laughs> yeah, that's a good question it rang and I went what the hell um, <laughs> um all right I want to talk about Hal um oh. okay Hal played by um Cole Ragsdale Okay. Oh, and uh, Gordon Franks, who you loved with his jerk off shed, is played by Jason Martin. You like um, soccer. She's a good soccer player. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I loved this character of Hal. I think he was so fun. I think the chase, although amusing to watch, I have to. The <laughs> Alexa puts chase in air quotes. Um. I have to put, I have to point this out. Uh, friends, be, the, the, I'm getting on my soapbox. Um, it's, it's fat phobia. The, the idea that the, watching a fat man run, no one took off chasing him. And Benson was like, I got it. And then just slowly meandered after him. And then watching him try to get over the fence. That That's just continuing to portray the stereotypes and this this uh way to make fun of fat people and it like really took me out of the episode and sorry to get on my soapbox but like do better well you're right and i feel like i mean again i'm getting on a soapbox now too but i feel like whatever if you're a republican watching this like no, you're not. I just like don't think like we probably have a lot of people who are Trump voters watching this episode. And if you are, like, all right, we, that's a long conversation. But I feel like this kind of goes along with the trend I'm seeing where people like to 
like say that Trump is a bad person because he's overweight or because he's old. And it's like, that is not why you should be critiquing these people or how. Like, that's being fat phobic and ageist, not critiquing the policies and the actual harm this person is doing. So again, with how, like, he's done some harm, right? It's not because he's fat, it's because he's a bad person and the two things are not linked. And I think that that's just such a trend in the world now, not just this episode. And it's frustrating because that is not a moral failing and it's not indicative that you're a bad person. Like those things are completely separate and it bothers me in that regard too. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, thank you. We'll get off our soapbox now. Yeah. Um, I appreciated when he explained everything. And was like, I did that. It was my idea to get her. And, and then I changed my mind. <laughs> Can I go home now? No, babe, you cannot. D- dude. Dude. Be so real. What the fuck? Dude. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. This takes us on this journey that gets us to the hotel. Um, and there's another body in a bag. Again, not a dead body. The first body in the bag was the sex doll. The second one, she was alive. Um, and we meet Tanya and Detective Sloan Parrish. Taylor. Yep. Ready? Yep. She definitely has a crush on Benson. You saw it. Yeah, of course. I ship it. It's, it's going to be like a one-way ship where I believe that Parrish... Detective Sloan Parish, first of all, joins our squad. And second of all, uh, has a thing for Benson. And I'm so here for Benson being like, I'm so sorry. But yeah. <laughs> Why would they introduce her if they're not going to bring her back? Like that feels random the way they would have done that if she's not going to be a part of it. like something that ties into other things, you know? Um, yeah. Alexa in the chat says another stray. Hell yeah. Yes. It. Come on, home. I mean, she'll stick around for one season tops, but um, ouch. Knowing the history of the show and women, <laughs> sorry, facts, but ouch. Um, all right, but my notes are like she has a crush on her. Uh, so then we hear about this George from Canada. That <laughs> can I just say I feel so bad for Amtrak? Like, why <laughs> didn't you use the real name? Why wouldn't you make up a fake train name? The Antarctic is the Antarctic is lovely. I love taking the Antarctic. Like, why do them so dirty like this? All right, Taylor, this is your chance. Tell yeah. us what's so great about Amtrak so that we can undo oh my this. God, I love Amtrak. It's so much easier than flying. It's like more affordable for sure. You don't have to <laughs> you don't have to like wait in a zillion security lines. You have way more space. Um, there's like free Wi-Fi. I worked on the Amtrak and I went to San Diego. There's a little food cart in certain ones. The people were lovely. It was on time. I love Amtrak. It we need more public transportation that takes you far instead of just the airlines. And so team Amtrak. Why did you guys do them like this? Thanks. Thanks for that, Taylor. Not sponsored. I'd love to be sponsored by Amtrak. Not we sponsored. Do you like that Amtrak? Um Tanya was played by uh, Le- uh, sorry, Leilani Celeste and our newest detective, hopefully joining the team, Sloan uh, Parrish was played by Amber Sky Noise. Um, 
And allegedly, according to Strickland in the chat, we have a repeat offender. That's right. Um, she was in Townhouse Incident. Oh, my goodness. Friends, Taylor Strickland coming in, getting this right. Thank you for that. Season 17, Townhouse Incident. She played Roxy. Um, her hair was a different color. Yeah, and you don't know, though. You can't do that. You struggle when the hair color changes. Literally, I was like, what are you talking about? I would. Re I remember that girl. I can see her face. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Sorry, friends. Um, hilarious. Really great job. Uh, all right. Then we get to the end of the episode and we get to what the most stupid fucking McGrath. I'm so over it. Can we wrap up whatever the whatever his deal is? I don't know if they're going to. I feel like he's gonna be just like the antagonist forever. But what is the point anymore? I don't know. Okay, so he wants to take the victory lap. It's not the victory. Uh, it's, it is a victory, not the one you want, but it's the one that's in front of us. And so we have this press conference for no stupid reason. I hate him. I will say, um, the woman that played Eileen, yes. I was like really moved by her performance when she was screaming um, about her daughter still being gone. I thought she went all in and it made me I, I, like really... I don't know. Sometimes you're like, watch this. And like, obviously it's sad, but the performances, I thought that performance was really good. It really was deep to me. So good job. That's Leslie Frey. Good job, Eileen. Um, I just need to, I just need to say uh, that song, maybe everyone should go look up what the lyrics actually are because it's kind of a coercion song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, we all think it's a fun, playful song, but when you look at the lyrics, he's like um, kind of trying to coerce her into being with him. Fitting for this, for fitting for the show. Yeah. Um, Deanna in the chat says, a person of color no one was looking for. Let's celebrate McGrath. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this episode before we talk best lines? Because I got some lines. No, I think I just have some lines, too. All right, friends, let's get into our best lines. I have three. Um, you can go. Okay. So the first one is one that I 100% would say and may get put on a shirt. And it's, I enjoy sports. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know sports. I don't know how it works. Go team. I enjoy sports. I enjoy sports. Um. Okay, <laughs> this is a Carisi line. It's the photos I saw. They barely qualify street photography, let alone kitty porn. Carisi, you are not a art critic. Yeah. Um, and then this one, which I think is like an important uh, message for everybody. Um, Eileen says that her account is private and Benson says, you may think that, but when it comes to the internet, all bets are off. Yeah. Um, yeah, friends. Anything on the internet is not private and everything on the internet lives forever. That's true. All right, Taylor, take it away with lines. Well, we talked about a couple. I mean, the fact that they moved to New York because they thought it'd be safer, I think is the funniest line you could ever write because what world are you living in? Um, she's great at soccer. She's 
funny to me. Um, the whole cafeteria carnage exchange, like the log line, she kills kid and feeds them to each other. Like incredible. <laughs> Let me guess straight to video. Yes, I think that's probably a safe assumption. Um, I like the man that had um a Maddie doll and he needed two because quote Ava was lonely. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And then not really a quote, but I just loved the wife that was so mad he was keeping the secrets. Like I love like an angry wife, like for angry at like probably the wrong reason. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that he's keeping a secret. It's that it's very disturbing that he's into this stuff. Like you realize that you're not really focusing on the correct part of this. Um, I just thought that was really funny. I love that. Did you or did you not think she was gonna slap him? And were oh, you? Yeah, not, I did. I was. I guarantee that that actress had to hold herself back because yeah. it looked like she was ready to do it. And I'm assuming one take she did, and they went, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> I was ready for a slap, and it really bummed me out that we didn't get one. Yeah, agree. <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay. Uh. So I have some show news for people. Um. Let's do that. Do, 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 do. Show news. Um, so it's organized crime related. First of all, I know that previous seasons I had been watching organized crime, so you didn't have to. <laughs> it's so hard. So I haven't, I didn't watch the season premiere. I know I read a review of it. I know that at some point Stabler calls Benson and leaves her a voicemail. And he says something like, I just wanted to hear your voice. Um, and then it's, he watches the press conference with McGrath. So I guess that's all that matters. Um, also not to get a real soapbox about organized crime. I'm using the wrong, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, the, we talked about jet last season when the guy died, which was real ableist. And that's a whole other problem. It seems that she's grieving by screwing a different guy in the team. So if you're watching that show, that's what's happening there. Now, the reason I brought up organized crime is because there was a casting announcement of Stabler's little brother. The actor playing Stabler's little brother is the actor who played Muncie's brother last season. Michael Trotter is joining organized crime as Stabler's brother. Interesting choice. Also... He is um, Kat's real husband. He is well, married where the to is Kat? Jamie Gray Hayter. Yeah. is the wife. Oh, sorry, Hyder is the wife of Michael Trotter, who last season played Muncie's brother and is now playing Stabler's brother. Why are we casting him and not her? Mm. Did you guys hear that? Sorry. Yes, we did. <laughs> a loud car outside. Or was, but also, um, I mean, I think we can assume. The difference between Cat and Michael Trotter. Well, yes, but stop um, in the face to her. One hundred percent. Um, yeah. So that's the big show news that I have to share. Um, what is happening outside your house, Taylor? I don't know. There's a motorcycle. Be quiet. We're talking about SVU. <laughs> Damn, so loud. I wonder why he's making such a big fuss. <laughs> something else is small that could um, be it yeah. um it seems like a good time for some shower thoughts 
Oh, yeah. Have you forgot that we do shower thoughts? I did forget that. <clears throat> okay. For our friends who are listening in the shower, um, hilariously, when I told my roommate that we were coming back for SVU and that we were doing it on a special day this week, he specifically was like, oh, I hope the shower people really like your show. They're happy you're back. Isn't that cute? He's worried. Uh, he's thinking about our friends in the shower. Yes, we should. Everyone needs to be considering them. Almost. I love our friends in the shower. Because they like to out of the shower too, but there's something about you guys being in the shower. It really makes it special and intimate, you know? It's it's very special. And the people who are here live with us are also very special to us. Yes. Um, we have Deanna, Alexa. Um, Taylor Strickland, somebody else popped in and said hello. Who else popped in? I saw a name. I could have sworn Danny Thomas was here. That's what it was. Thanks for joining us. The ones who are live, the ones who are in the shower, the ones who are listening on iTunes. We love you. We love all of our listeners. We love you if you rated us five stars. (laughs) Which takes us to, we got a review. Um. I'm so excited to read this review. Um, So I'm going to read this review and then tell you who it's from at the end. Um, This was a review we got in December. So after we disappeared on everybody, which was really sad of us. It is a five-star review. um, And it was at the end of the year. It was perfectly timed. And it's for the fans by the fans. You ladies are the most single most important podcast in my life. And you just... Never mind. Please come back. I miss listening to your reviews of old and new episodes. You're a true SVU fans through and through. Your podcast brings some light and sometimes laughs to the dark themes that SVU cases cover. The unserious conversations about serious issues might offend some, but then this podcast isn't for them. Everyone handles these topics differently. And the way you talk about the episodes is smart and funny and organized, even when things do go off the rails and off topic. We go off the Amtrak rails sometimes, am I right? <laughs> nice. So I hope in the new year with season 25 starting, you come back with the same great energy and more guests slash friends joining the conversation. I'm sure everyone that joins you live on YouTube on Sunday brunch will be glad you're back. You bring the podcast, I'll bring the mimosas. Oh, upset. Who is this? I love you. It was Alexa. Alexa, that was so sweet. I love that. Also, you're a very talented writer. The you bring the podcast up with mimosa, like that's incredible. It was so beautiful to find this. I found it a couple weeks ago, and I was so excited. Oh, that's cute. Um, thank you so much for the review on iTunes. Thank you for being here live with us all the time. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. Honestly, listen, I know we disappeared on everybody. And I take full blame. That was my fault. Uh, I literally just kept leaving the country. And so I am I missed you all. I'm glad we're back. I've missed doing this show. Um, I really am happy that we're returning for a new season. We've got new episodes. We will be doing them all season long. Um, hopefully, I will not keep leaving the country. 
Um, and we'll try to give you as much notice as possible. Really the best way to make sure you don't miss an episode, of course, is to subscribe on iTunes so you get them when they come out or to be subscribing on YouTube. And I think you do like the bell thing so it gives you a notification. Deanna, you got a notification, right? Tell us how that works because I don't know. Um, in Probably the meantime- to both just in case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Because I am no longer on Twitter, so it's not like I'm announcing there that we're back or what the schedule is. Um, So really the best way to know is to be subscribed so that you don't miss it. Um, Okay. Taylor, I'm going to ask you a question I should have asked off air. Yeah. Are we resuming the weekly poll or is that Uh, a dead segment? Maybe not. The poll's really hard, you guys. And also, since you're not on Twitter, it just kind of doesn't make a lot of sense anymore. Um, I feel like we have enough fun stuff. All right. We need to do an informal little poll on how people comment. That's true. Um, Deanna in the chat says, ring that bell. Yeah. Ring that bell. Thank you. Um, okay. It's now time for the segment we always forget about, but I'm ready now. What <laughs> did we learn? Taylor, what did you learn? I learned, well, I learned through doing this show what Asylum was, thanks to Deanna. Thank you for that. Um, We love that. Oh, there's another one, and I totally am blanking on it, but I definitely learned something else I have in mind. Well, when you're doing that. Yes, go. I learned from you that Mariska has a cat named Karma. Yeah, it's pretty new development, but yes, she does. Um, I love that. Um, I learned that allegedly these sex dolls are $3,500. I'm pretty sure they're more expensive than that, actually. Um, Also, did we find out what Hal does? That he can not only afford to throw away a $3,500, but also pay eight grand for a kidnapping? I don't think we did. Honestly, though, that is so low for a kidnapping. It is so low for a kidnapping, but this man didn't seem like a wealthy man to just have eight grand to throw away. He has his priorities. All right. <laughs> I guess that's Dude, cool. but they are priorities for him. <laughs> um, oh, man. All right. Did you figure out what the other thing you learned was? I don't know. I think it was just the whole sex doll industry, frankly. Just, mm. like, learning more about all of that was very fascinating to me. I Look, as we know, I am fascinated by um, kinks, fetishes, BDSM in general, like, I think that the sex doll idea is an interesting concept. I would love to see the show explore more uh, non-traditional sexual habits. I think on a show that is specifically about sex crimes, it would be interesting to see those other worlds in this context, but also to like explain better, you know, the use of sex dolls is not necessarily an evil, right? Like- the guy who had the two and he got the second one because she didn't want to be lonely. That is just a guy who has, that's his thing. Yeah. Good for him. And then to see, especially compared to the guy who had the wife, that he's ashamed of this habit, of this doll he likes to cuddle. Cuddle. Hey, that's a whole thing. Anyway, I just think it's very interesting and I would love to see more uh, yeah. non-traditional lifestyles. All right. Um, finally, before we wrap up the show for today, um, thank you again to everybody who's live with us in the chat. We're so happy to be back. We are back all season. Sundays, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, unless something happens. I'm telling you right now, February 4th, 
we will not be live. We'll do it at some point. Um, if you want to go to iTunes and rate and review, we'll read it live on the air. Five stars mean you like us. Four stars mean you don't. If you don't like us, you have to tell us why and how we can improve. If it's about that motorcycle with the tiny penis that was outside Taylor's house, we can't do anything about him. I can't, unfortunately, change that. No. And neither can he. Uh, so... Yeah. Um, if you think that new detective Sloan pair should join the squad, yeah, let us know Olivia on the mouth. <laughs> also try to kiss Olivia on the mouth. I like that too. Um, do we know if Bruno is sticking around? I think that the rumors are, yes, he's going to be in at least like a couple episodes. Churlis, I haven't seen confirmation or denial. She just disappeared on us. Yeah. Um, the idea that we have, uh, Benson and three guys who gaslit her this episode is really upsetting. Yeah. I would like some changes going forward. Um, also, if you would like some ridiculous, ridiculous merchandise, maybe soon a, a top that says, I enjoy sports. Yep. Um, check out our Redbubble account. There's a link below. Um, is there anything else I need to tell people? Oh, Doreen joined us at the end. Hi, Doreen. Welcome. You missed the show. We're wrapping up. Taylor, where are you on the internet and what can people see? Wait, where are you these days? What do I ask? It's fine. I'll just go ahead and take over now. <laughs> I'm on Twitter X. Still at alphabet underscore and I'm also on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates. I also was recently at Sundance, so I have a lot of reviews of new movies that premiered there, which is exciting. And I write for Collider. So check those out if you want to and you like indie films yeah amazing i am yell teagle i'm on instagram at yell teagle that's Y A E L T Y G I E L. this year i will be dropping i'm gonna announce it here so that i'll do it a bookstagram account i am still choosing a name otherwise everything else is pretty much set um and a podcast that i've been dreaming of for the last few years i'm dropping it this year i don't know when also, in the meantime, you can find me on the official Leverage Redemption After Show with Felicia, our third ghost on this show. Um, that is on Electric Now. You can also find me on After the Arc, the official after show for the Arc on Sci-Fi. Almost Paradise's after show called Paradise Found. And finally, on February 4th, the reason I will not be here, Felicia and I and Scott Mance will also be doing the pre-show for the Saturn Awards live streaming on electric now so the electric now app is free you can check that out and then watch us live on february 4th okay we'll be back on sunday for the next episode oh my goodness thank you for joining us everybody we've missed you see ya Bye.